This podcast is brought to you by New Hope Baptist Church. For more information, visit the website newhope.net.au or follow us on social media. Do you wake up during this season and ask yourself, is there a plan? Does God have a plan? Uh, is, this, is this going somewhere or are we just lost? I want to assure you today that God has a plan and that God's plans are incredible and trustworthy. Some years ago, I drove interstate to preach at another church. And on Sunday morning, I drove around to pick up that pastor and we drove together to his church. As we drove out of the, the, the street that he lived on and onto the main highway, uh, I said, just drive along the highway? He said, yep. He said, you know where you're going? I said, yes, I know where I'm going. And we took off. And we just started to talk about his ministry and his family and uh, things that we share in common and we're having a wonderful yarn together. And suddenly I realized after a few moments had passed that I had no idea where I was. And I thought to myself, I'm a little lost. I, maybe it's the next turn. I should ask him for some help here. And then my next thought was, no, I've, I was too confident. I've driven too far. I can't, I can't ask for help. And we drove on. And finally, he said to me, do you know where you're going? And I said, mate, I was hoping that you'd tell me. And he said, you're driving so confidently. I was just waiting for you to ask. We made a U-turn with red faces, arrived late for the prayer meeting, but on time for the church service. He had all the information I needed. He had an understanding of the neighborhood. He had the plan. And I was too self-confident and then too self-centered to ask. It's a silly story, and I wish I could tell you that I never behaved like that in any other circumstance. It was a once-in-a-lifetime, but that would be untrue. And I know that even in my spiritual walk, I can fall too easily into this behavior. The scriptures warn, warn us against spending too much time in, in a selfish space that can undermine the wonder of what God wants to do in our lives and the way he wants to lead us. We should never be so self-confident that we refrain from coming to God. Never so, so self-focused that we're slow to ask for his help. And God, who has plans that are wonderful, wants to support us. I wanna share with you today five insights, five things about God's plans that will help us to trust him and come to him quickly and experience the wonder of his leadership. Listen to these words from the book of Jeremiah as the people there wrestled to find their way and they discovered the wonder of God's plan. The Bible reading is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verses 1 to 14. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. It said, This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says to the, all those who I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons 
and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places I have banished you, declares the Lord, and bring you back into the place which I carried you into exile. God's people are in exile in Babylon when they receive that letter uh, written by Jeremiah and sent to the leaders. And it's a letter that uh, confronts them with wisdom from God and invites them to uh, step into God's plan. Did you notice that God's plans are good? That's the first of five things I want to share with you about God's plans. When we understand some of the insight about how God's plans work, it can help us immensely. And I want to assure you today that God's plans are good. God's plans are very good. He says to these exiled children of Israel, he says, I know the plans I have for you, to prosper you and not to harm you. Tell that to your children. Tell that to one another. Tell that to every God follower that you know. God's plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. I know the plans I have for you, to give you a future and a hope I have, I have your best interest at heart and I want to serve you. The danger that we face is when we begin to think selfishly about the plans that are being made, about the path that we're following, we can narrow up the possibilities and we can get terribly, terribly lost. God says, I know the plans I have for you. I'm going to come to you and gather you up and bring you back to Jerusalem. And you can trust me and you can walk with me and you can know that I have your very best at heart as I walk with you. But there's three things we need to know about God's plans that that challenge us. So five things. First, God's plans are good. They're very good. Second, God's plans are long. Third, they're wide. And fourth, they're high. And these these three realities, they challenge our selfishness. God's plans are long. God always plays the long game. Now, very often in my life, I want a short, quick plan. I've got something that I'm facing. I've got a challenge. I've got some need. I've got some, something that's causing me pain. And I want a quick answer. 
And God's plans, his purposes for us are always the long game. God is far more interested in your long-term well-being than he is in your immediate satisfaction. He is far more interested in your eternal bliss than he is in your immediate happiness. And so God is always playing the long game. And this is what happens in Israel. They're in exile and they want to get back to Jerusalem. And there's actually a prophet in Jerusalem who comes in before the king while Jeremiah is there listening. And this prophet Hananiah says to the king, King, this is all going to be over in two years. The children of Israel will be back in Jerusalem. All of the wealth that Nebuchadnezzar stole will be brought back to the temple. In two years, it'll all be over. And that story is told told in chapter 28, just before the chapter that we've read from. Hananiah is way off the mark. And Jeremiah, our prophet and the prophet whose book we're reading from, he confronts Hananiah and he says, you didn't get that from God. He said, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not God's will and wisdom. And Hananiah, Hananiah is so, so convinced and so keen to kind of just, just let, we need a quick solution that he disagrees. It's sort of prophets at war. You can read the chapter and it does not end well for Hananiah. He dies within a year. And right after that, Jeremiah writes this letter to the children in exile. And this letter says it's going to be 70 years, not two years. It's going to be two generations, not a quick fix. God's plans are so often the long-term plan. God is passionate, not about your next five minutes, but about your whole entire life and your eternity that follows. God's passions for us are long-term. So he says to the children exiled uh, in Babylon, he says, you need to, to build houses and settle. You need to plant gardens and then harvest and have wonderful meals from the gardens that you plant. You need to marry. And when you have children, uh, let your children marry and let, let them have children. You're going to be there for 70 years, two generations. Settle in and know that I am with you and I have a plan, I have a purpose that is, is so much longer in view than what you know. It's hard to trust God's long plan. Uh, so often we are looking for a solution that, that will come to us quickly and we can certainly experience that in this COVID season. You know, as time goes on, we want to make plans, we want to know answers and we, 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 we can rush and it's dangerous to rush with God. Uh, when we find ourselves in a place like this, exile-like you know, interruption, to, to be quiet and be still and be with God and, and, and talk with God and understand so that we are uh, walking in His plan and not pushing against it. I can't tell you the specific details of the plan God has for your family, of the plan He has for our church. I know it's a very good plan. I know it's a plan to prosper us and not to harm us, a plan to give us a a future and a hope. Uh, And I know that as God plans for us, it's a long-term plan. And we need to be careful that that doesn't frustrate us, that we walk with God in His long-term passion for us, that we don't get selfish but that we keep fixed on God. The second thing that he mentions, uh, uh, sorry, third thing that he mentions is is, uh, uh, the width of his plans. God's plans are good, they're they're long, and they're wide. Sometimes when we are in a difficult situation, we want a, a plan that's about us. God, can you fix my need here? 
you'll notice that in Jeremiah 29, God has a plan not just for Israel, but for Babylon as well. He says to these children in exile, he says, as you settle and plant your gardens and marry and become, you know, two generations, and as you grow in number and flourish for my glory, I want you to pay attention to the city that you are in. Pray for peace and prosperity for the city. Because as the city prospers, so you will prosper. And so God's plan is not just for the Israelite people and, and, and the narrowness of that. It's a wide plan. God's plan reaches to this city, this, this secular and, and uh, you know, group of people that are far from God. And, and he says, my plan is to embrace them, to prosper them, to bring peace to them, the shalom of God to them. God's plans are wide. And sometimes when we are waiting for God to take an action and we're feeling, God, I need you to do something for me right here now, God is reminding us, my, my, plans, my plans are long and they're wide. And I need you to not think about yourself, but to think about the people around you. Because what I'm doing is going to gather up many, many people. I believe that as we come out of this COVID season, the, the plan that God is leading us on, his, his good plan, is not just about us as individual Christians, it's about our communities. It's about our society. It's about people around us. And while we are here in the midst of these challenges, to be praying for the peace and prosperity of our city, to be praying for the well-being of people in all parts of the world where this virus is impacting so deeply and so profoundly and at such great cost. God's plans are, are wide and he's doing something that is so much bigger than just our particular needs and concerns. We need to know that and expect that and walk into that as we walk with God. God's plans are good. God's plans are long. God's plans are wide and God's plans are high. They're high above our thinking and our understanding, full of mystery and full of wonder. Do you know that in the passage that we've read from Jeremiah, three times God says, I carried you into Babylon. Now, that's a shocking exclamation. It was Nebuchadnezzar who deported these people with political intention. But God is saying to his children, when all of that happened, I wasn't absent. I wasn't blinded. I wasn't caught by surprise. Yes, the brokenness of this world has captured you. Yes, your sinfulness has taken you into this place. But I've never, I've never left you. I'm still carrying you. I'm still there with you. This is the mystery of God's plans. God's plans are higher than our plans. His ways of working are beyond our understanding. And if I want a plan for the future that's quick, that solves my immediate problems, and that's something that I can understand intuitively and say, yep, I get that, then I'm not going to find that plan walking with the creator of the universe. The creator of the universe plans in ways that are long, with my eternal hope in view, that are wide, with communities of people around me that he loves and that are high, high beyond my ability to simply coordinate the pieces and intuitively lean in and say, oh yes, I get that, I could have done that. When God makes a plan, it's a plan nobody could have made. His plans are long and wide and high, and this is the beauty of them, but we need to understand that this can be the frustration of God's plans when we are feeling selfish, when we are walking the journey 
aware of our own needs and our own pains. And we don't want to slow down for the long game or look out for the wide game or look up for the height and mystery of what God is doing. And so the fifth thing about God's plans that's so encouraging is that God's plans are near. They're good plans, very good plans. They are long and wide and high, and they're plans that are near. We can access God's plans so much more readily than we might think. It has all to do with seeking God. It has all to do with getting my eyes off myself and looking squarely and intently and devotedly at the purposes and beauty of God. So Jeremiah writes to these people in exile. He says, you will will call on me. You will come to me. You will pray to me and I will listen. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be there and you will discover me. God wants us to ask him. He wants us to seek him. And when we seek him with all of our hearts, when we come to him with some humility and we come to him with some some, uh, passion to learn from him, he'll let us into the journey and the experience of his plans. I don't say we'll understand it all. His plans are high. I don't say we'll always love it. His plans are long and wide. And in my spirit, I'm so often wanting to be quick and, and selfish. God wants to break all that down. And he wants to invite me into his plans because his plans are very good. They're very, very good. God does not want to bless you a little bit in your family. He does not want to prosper the church a little bit in its mission of shalom in the world. He wants to do great and wonderful things. And this is why he invites us into his way and asks us to seek him wholeheartedly and why he promises to open our eyes and open our hearts so that we can begin to see as he sees and find the patience for the long game and the courage for the wide game and the faith for the high, wonderful mysteries of God's plans. God's plans are nearer. God's purposes and intentions are nearer than we think. All we need to do is to seek him, to come to him with contrite hearts. So what's needed is is a lot of humility. In a season like this, we are inclined to pray a little too selfishly. We're, We're inclined to move a little too quickly. to to sit with God and and to seek him. He says, come to me, call on me, pray to me. And he says, I will listen. Seek me and, and you'll find me. What amazing promises for this season. This is what we are given as a gift from God. His, his, his plans are so close. We can access them and enter into them and be carried along in them and given the wonderful grace of his peace and kindness. So God is with us in this journey of life and uh, I want to treat him much better than I treated that pastor friend of mine. I wanna ask him often. I wanna invite him frequently into the experience of taking this journey and I wanna celebrate his long, wide, high plans which are so close I can, I can just reach out and ask him and to know that they are very, very good plans. So let's be praying for each other. Let's be praying for our city.
for God's good plans. Let's be praying for our families. Let's be praying for our church. Let's be praying for uh, other countries of the world where this virus is taking off. Let's be praying for those that we see in our networks that are in distress and in need. And let's be praying for the witness and mission of the Lord Jesus Christ. God's plans are good plans.